Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to sing everything that I say today. Don't, man. It's the La La Land version of uh, the High Regard show. <laughs> am I Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know anything one. about that movie outside of the fact that people are loving it and everything I read about it basically sounds like a ripoff of Moulin Rouge. Right? And I'm just like, well, wasn't that movie already made and it was good? Like, why would you screw with that? And I'm like going, and Ryan Gosling is a, definitely a better director than he is an actor. Oh, my God. <clears throat> We're not big fans of Ryan Gosling. But yet, when you see him in something like... We've come around a little bit since we saw Drive. Like, we hate a drive. Hate a drive. Like, collectively, we hate a drive. Yeah, absolutely. But um, Lost... Oh, was Lost it? River. Lost River, Lost River was, was immaculate. Unbelievable. <gasps> it was so weird and Scenes cool. Scenes take and... your breath away. Like, the scene where the guy who was Doctor Who was like driving in like a recliner in the back of like a convertible, like big old boat of a convertible. And like you just see it panning. Oh my God damn. There's a big armchair in it. Yeah, that's what I said. Like a recliner. Yeah. 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 Like it was such a good, (laughs) I mean like my God, like when I think of that movie, that's the scene that I think of because it was just like. (gasps) There are a few movies that can capture a look like that. And when when I see that like, Ryan Gosling, like, supposedly directed idiot. it. Yeah, it's like, oh, and this guy directed that? And then I'm like going, I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. I feel like he's made enough money at this point in time where he can basically buy the director's title rather than, I find it hard to believe he has that much <laughs> talent. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I don't know. But good we'll for him know. if he did. But we'll never know. Yeah, good, good, yeah, good. Good for you with La La Land and whatnot. Exactly. So, um... We're not here to talk about La La Land today. We're really not, surprisingly. No. Sadly, fantastically sadly not, but... Because we don't really get to go to the movies. Although I did get to go to the movies this week, though. You did. I got to see Star Wars Rogue One in 4DX. And how was that? What is that? One of those. Um, that is $30 a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that is. Um, basically, you sit... This is one theater at 14th Street um, here in Manhattan that the whole theater, every single seat is a 4DX seat. But what does that mean to the common man? Well, years ago, it used to mean there would be one row and it would be like, oh, the the seat would like move around a little bit or, you know, it would do, um, you know, it would be like special noise or maybe like a little pulse or something like that in the seat. You'd be like, oh, look, I'm on like a roller coaster. But like one of those simulated things that used to be at the mall in like exactly, the 80s. Oh, my God, I love exactly. them. But here's the thing with it. With with this movie, they have the whole theater is every single seat is one of those seats. So you're sitting in it and you're in it you're in it and i I told the people that i went with because i want people from work and Mm -hmm. after we got out we're always like just like oh so what'd you think of the movie you know just like everybody else does it's the movie club it is we do call it the movie club nerds whatever but (laughs) (laughs) the thing is with this thing is i don't think star wars would have been as good if it wasn't for the 40x seats Mm. now is it 3d as well 3d as well so it's 3D, That's plus you're much. moving around. See, I'm afraid that I'd get car sick. You won't get car sick, because it's not like jerking you around. You don't need a seatbelt or anything like that. <laughs> but it's weird, because there is a thing 
this was very bizarre in the beginning. There's a thing where you fold down that's up on your seats that protect them. Like when you're not there, it automatically goes and protects the seats. You fold this thing down and you like rest your feet on it. So your feet are never on the floor. They're always on this bar. But in the beginning, when everybody else sat down, I went to sit down and I sat down on the bar and my knees were literally almost hitting my chin. Oh my and God, I'm, you're dying. And I'm it. looking at people I'm with and I'm like, are you guys find this comfortable? I'm like, you would think for $30, they would at least make the seats comfortable. And they're looking, both guys, I was sitting in the middle of both of them. They both turned and they're looking at me. They're like going, something's wrong with your seat, man. Like your seat's not right. Something's wrong with your seat. <laughs> And then they're like, get up and let's take a look. And I got up, my jacket's, of course, on underneath me. And they're like, is it your jacket's like bulky? And I'm like, I don't know. And then finally, it's like, oh, this thing folds down. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, oh, the seat works fine. But I know because you said you don't want to see it. And, I mean, people that know 40X will understand that this is a thing that happens. There is a point where you're flying and you're in rain. And while you're in the rain... The seats in front of you blow mist and water Nuh-uh. out onto you. And I'm looking at it. And seriously, I was like kind of in awe at this point. Like, this is the craziest thing, man. Like, check this out. And all of a sudden, my mouth just like open, <laughs> sprays right in my mouth. And I'm like, what the hell just like shot in my mouth just now? That's what she said. <laughs> that, not not that night. <laughs> So anyway, speaking of she, why don't we get into uh, you heard and then go into the interview with probably the she that might have said that. Maybe. Let's see. (laughs) All right. So this week's you heard comes to us from the corner of 145th and Frederick Douglass. Yes. I overheard this. In the grocery store that happens to be at that location. Oh. She said you can get a spring roll with her $20. It has nothing to do with anything, but (laughs) I've been wanting to use it forever. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to put it all together. I'm like going, you know, I'm like, here's the one thing about our show. Like. You never know what you're going to get. When we put the, when I'm sitting there and I'm putting the music together and the open, the very first, like the opening quote that comes in, like from wherever I take it from, whether it be like some classic movie or TV show, I try to make a tie in. And every once in a while, I throw a zinger right in your you face. Do. It's in a, your face. It's a curveball like no other. And then I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with this information now? But I mean, why would it be a big deal if she wanted to get a spring roll? Who would spend $20 on a spring roll? Well, I think the girl was given a $20 bill. And then, mm. like, I'm going to, like, take this and go buy myself a spring roll. But, like, who just gets a spring roll? Like, a spring roll is something you get in addition to other things at a Chinese food store. Hell, yeah, it is. I feel like that's just the appetizer. That's well, not even. That's just, like, that's, like, the intermezzo that you eat in between the appetizer and the real meal. Well, once upon a time, that was. Now it's, like, a whole meal. That might as well just be a whole meal. Okay, Tom, there we go. Stopping conversation since 1969. <laughs> that's this week's You Heard. <laughs> So, yes, I jumped in right on I there. was going to say, funny thing, I was born in 1969, but. I know, I was making a reference to you. And like, that's this week's, did you know? Go on, what were you going to say? Except <laughs> it was your heard, you douche. <laughs> yeah, you heard. I know, but that was this week's, did you know as well? Because I was born in 69, so there you have it. See, we did get one in. So this week's guest. 
This week's guest is comedian slash writer. Um, she's been she's written for The Daily Show. She wrote for David Letterman. She's written for The New Yorker, etc. and so forth. Her name is Jenna Friedman, and she has her very first comedy album coming out this week, right on Inauguration Day of all things. Well, look at that. And it's fittingly called <clears throat> American Cunt. And you have been waiting since you've heard the interview was coming through just to say that on the air. Just to say it on the air. Because seriously, it's a word that you use fairly often, I would say. <laughs> I think it's but, it's like pretty damn close. I mean, fuck is obviously my number one. Of course it is. Of course it is. My number one naughty word. But honestly, cunt is usually the first curse word that I say in the morning when I walk into the ottoman in the dark and when I'm trying to turn the light on I like trip over something when I'm knocking into a wall like I just it just comes out of me the apartment is so small you would figure out you would know your way around without having to trip over things and Says, yet still oh, we are not getting still, into this discussion mister to this point I'm going to <laughs> like flip the bed over every time I get in it because I have to be like a dog trying to find its comfortable spot Whatever, man. You do what you got to do. Whatever. So, Jenna's album, American Cunt, <laughs> comes out on January 20th. And it's taking, uh, it takes material from her her first stand-up special, which was <laughs> of the same name, which was filmed at the Slipper Room, NYC. And it premiered on that comedy channel that I just started hearing about recently called CISO. Yeah, I just started hearing about it recently, too. When the hell did this come in to it be a thing? It came out, like, last year, like, this time last year, like, in January of, like, 2016, I believe. And it's just, like, it's basically, like, a streaming service. Right. You know? And, like, you pay, like, I think three ninety nine a month, and you get access to just, like, all sorts of comedy and stuff. And I was like, what the hell is a CISO? Like, I know I've seen the Subway ads and everything. So when I, went, when I was researching for the interview that you're about to hear, the one of the very first things I saw on CISO yes. was that they have... No one expects the Spanish Inquisition from Monty Python. And I was like, well, maybe I could get behind CISO. Because if there's anything I love, it is Monty Python. Well, I think once we watch Twin Peaks and cancel Showtime until the next good show comes out, we can jump onto that. Okay. It's a date. Because, you know. (laughs) It's a date. Anyway, so American Cunt covers everything from, you know, the shit show that was the 2016 election. Because it was... Filmed prior to, you know, November, uh, the November election. So it's it's a little bit, you know, it's got this this optimism that like maybe things aren't gonna get fucked up. Like maybe just maybe America will do right. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? You put an American cunt in office. So <laughs> let's talk to Jenna. All right, roll that bean footage. Are we back? I think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who knows, man? You never know. You never know, Who knows? What, how I'm going to feel about the technology of our show. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, another thing that wasn't necessarily in the interview this week was the amount of buttons you press trying to make a phone call. I was going to put it in and I was like, oh, this could just be an ongoing joke. Every time you do an interview, it'll be like, how many numbers does Nikki press before she talks to somebody? (laughs) How many buttons does Nikki need to hit before she could dial a 10-digit phone number? (laughs) I feel like we should make a game out of it and every week be like going, okay, guess the number. (laughs) And then like give everybody a few minutes, right? 
maybe we'll even do this. Maybe we'll do this. We'll play a little bit of Jeopardy music. Do you want this, readers? Y- yeah, hold on. Let's just see. We're going to give it a test right now. Let's play a little bit of music and see how it goes. Okay. Hopefully by now, you have all have a guess as to how many numbers Mickey has pressed. <laughs> and let's see if you're right. Let's hear the track of Mickey now dialing numbers to make a phone call. <laughs> now, personally, just so that you know, I lost count at like eight because I just got <laughs> bored with it. Like I was just like, okay, I'm over this. I couldn't read my writing. Like so I couldn't read it because I wrote down a nine and it should have been a seven or the other way. To around. dial out? No. Because no, that's no, no, not no. It was here. part of the phone number that I had to call. And it was like, and then I was like, wait a minute, is that a seven? Because I'd make a very fancy like European seven. Uh, which is working well for you since you have <laughs> dialed so many numbers. Obviously. In and my I, defense, I was writing the phone number down. Like, it was on my computer, but then, like, I was writing it on my paper, which was on my knee, so it wasn't on, like, a desk or anything. No, not, no defense right, whatsoever. I'm stop talking. But I will say, though, <laughs> that for those of you who guessed anything past the traditional United States numbers that might possibly <laughs> exist, Nikki was calling. Jenna was in Europe, okay? She was not in Europe. <laughs> she was not in Europe. She was not on the space station. This is just Nikki just dialing and dialing. Just, But at least this time, you didn't hear me muttering. Like, it took everything I had to keep my mouth shut. Because I was like, I was about to say something. Probably, you know what? <laughs> and I was like, no. Because I don't. I never know what Tom's going to use against me now. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, when I came home that night, and I was like, you did an interview. And we started discussing the interview a little bit. You had told me, you're like going, and just so that you know, um... I had to dial the number more than once because I screwed up. That's definitely going to be on the tape, but I purposely didn't say anything because I didn't want you to use it. (laughs) Well, look at me with egg on my face. Uh, So it's kind of like, well, look, man, if it's funny, I'm going to use it because this is just what we need to do. I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. We got it. We can use all the help we can get. I do it for the fans. I do it for the fans. (laughs) So... The interview went well. Yeah, yeah, she was really great to talk to. And I forgot to mention that you're gonna you could find American Cunt on iTunes on January twentieth, and you could also watch you know her special on CISO if you so desire and subscribe. Which you totally should check it out. I mean, we definitely like when our followers Follow look the, up. Yeah, you know our guests of the show, of course, of course. Yes, and I mean, like she really does offer you know a perspective that. Is just that needs to be heard right now because like this is a very scary time to be a woman. Well, it's kind of a scary, a scary time, time to be, be anyone. Anything. Seriously, like, I mean, at this Jesus. point in time. I mean, I remember like being in like you know middle school and doing like the air raid drills where people would actually hide under the desk because it was the cold war War. and then it's like going you know kids don't hide under their desks no more because there was no need to do that there's no more cold war shooting because we have too many guns in the fucking world pretty much but now (laughs) we're back in a situation where we're going back into a cold war situation again it's kind of like with russia of all like i figured we were too smart and they were too smart to start with Russia, maybe like a country that wasn't like technologically advanced. Uh, maybe that would be the country that we would have a to- hard time with. Like we do in the Middle East. Like I feel like we have a hard time in the Middle East right, yeah. because of that reason. Maybe it's not as open minded. Maybe it's not as 
you know, technologically advanced, like I said. But Russia, it's like a modern society for the most part. I mean, they have... Ish. I mean, ish. Ish, but I mean, it's not like they're in the desert and they don't have anything. Like, they have cities. They have, you know, internet. They have the ability to, like, research things. I mean, they definitely seem like they have a focus, whether it be communism or you know freedom whatever, whatever. Yeah. i mean but 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 i mean at least they have a focus where you know it just seemed like they were smarter than to get involved with this idiot that they're going to and and we seem smarter as a country i thought in the beginning where it's kind of like all right well you know we we won't see a cold war again in our lifetime like it won't yeah, be like we'll us be versus dead Russia. from the nuclear war that happens <laughs> Within the next four years. And the most aggravating thing out of all of this, and I'm sure you will agree with me, Nikki, because I know your musical taste. That means that, like, the that Metallica song, the Eagle and the Bear, is going to be popular again. Eagle and the Bear? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, isn't that a 70s show? The Eagle and the Bear. <laughs> I think it sounds like, <laughs> like a bear in the cab of a truck. Like, an eagle's perched on, like, the bear. Like almost like BJ and the bear, but like BJ has a friend that's an eagle. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna Wait, look BJ it up. BJ was it's... a monkey, wasn't he? BJ was a monkey. Yes. Didn't somebody have a bear? Gentle Ben. Every time somebody says BJ and the bear, I think of Gentle Ben. You think of Gentle Ben? Gentle Ben. It's because, not it. See, I had my stuffed animal named Bear, who everybody said looked like a monkey, but he fucking wasn't. He was a goddamn bear because he didn't have a fucking monkey tail. You uh, know the one. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's it's definitely a monkey. Every time somebody says like BJ and the Bear, I yeah. think of Gentle Ben. I loved Gentle Ben, and you know what else I really like too? What was well, the dolphin? Flipper. Flipper. That's I not even a real Flipper. thing. I loved Flipper the show. Good God, man, that's just crazy. Didn't they like remake that like as like back in like the nineties or something? Like, didn't they like Flipper revisited? Look that up too while you're at it. What am I looking up? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> okay um don't tread on me i believe is the song that i was thinking of that sounds terrible i hate metallica i know you do which is why i said that but i mean you know <laughs> I, I, you oh, know this could possibly okay. be a thing well wait for me to drop a springsteen bomb later on in the show and i could be totally wrong that might not even be the song i'm thinking of because <laughs> we're not experts at this whole thing i just know that at some point there's going to be like a united states versus russia song that metallica sung about like <laughs> back on the black album um from 1991 the black album is the only album that i like of metallica oh well then i'm sure you know the song anyway the fact of the matter is this <laughs> in 91 they were talking about the cold war long after the cold war was over now they're going to be relevant again. Thank you so much, America. Way to go. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> of everything horrible that you're about to do, we blame you the most for Metallica's popularity. Yeah, make a Metallica an all right band again. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Maybe he'll bring back Napster and then they'll go away again. Oh, my. Don't even start because that was the end of file sharing, stupid Lars. Lars, he's such a bitch. Got to ruin it for everybody. Pig face, I hate him. And who the hell was using Napster to download Metallica music seriously? (laughs) 
Like it was like the nineties. People like downloading on because believe me, I missed Napster completely. Like I knew of it, what was going on because I was reading the papers. I knew, but you I, were in the know. <laughs> I was slightly in the know, but like, what was something that you downloaded on Napster? On Napster, on Napster. tons and tons. Like, give of music. me an example of tons just one of thing. I don't want like a long story. Van Hal- like a lot of Van Halen stuff. Um, a lot of extreme. Um, well, whatever was available of theirs, because there'd be like some live stuff that they'd put out and stuff like that that weren't necessarily on albums that people would record and share on there. There was uh, all right. Mu- it was all music. It wasn't even really anything outside like there were no of music. There was no like movie. Not like now where there's so many other like torrent sites where you can get anything from. But so we hear. I, I've definitely have heard rumors that people do pirate stuff. <laughs> and I mean, I don't condone behavior no, like that. My goodness. And I really hope that our listeners would we never find upstanding Americans on this yeah, show. I would never want to be involved with somebody who is a pirate. Although I do have a huge pirate flag hanging in my you office, really do. and I do love the pirate lifestyle. Like, if I was going to be anything in any time period, I think it would be a pirate, even though I am afraid of water. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing to want to be, but I mean, yeah. But I like the idea of the lifestyle of just like, look, man, we're here to do Pillaging and drinking rum and having a peg leg. Not that part. The part of like, look, man, every day we all have a task that we have to do. And a pirate is like, whatever I got to do to get that task done. If I have to like throw like, you know, a cannonball into you to get it done, I'm going to throw a cannonball in there. Yeah. Whatever it is. I think I could be. I mean, I think I'd. I don't know. I think pirating would be cool. I'd rather just go straight for the top and be Vlad the Impaler. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he got stuff done too, but. It was called getting shit done, lady. But that's why I like the pirate lifestyle because it's like going, they know what their task is. They know what they have to do to survive. They're going to do it and that's going to be it. They're not worried about like law, consequence, anything else. It's kind of like, this is what it's going to be. Trump is a pirate president. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a totalitarian, (laughs) which is I found out because one point where I was living in this development and I got like super upset with the powers that be. Mm -hmm. And I I was like, I couldn't understand how come we all had a vote in this community that I lived in. But no matter what everybody voted for, we would be outvoted like all the time Mm -hmm. because of proxy votes and just political bullshit. I don't even know what that that means. Well, it's let's say you don't want to show up for a vote. You can like give your vote to somebody else and that person can collect a thousand votes. So I go to vote and this other person come in and be like, well, here's my thousand votes versus your one. We win. All right. So that's how a proxy works. But totalitarian government, which is basically what we're going to be in now, gives the people the right to vote for whatever they want. But. It is the leadership that decides whether or not that vote counts. So really, you're allowed to vote, but it really means absolutely nothing, which is the exact description exactly of the of government that happened, we're in. Of what just so happened. we right. are in a totalitarian government. Oh my god! Well, hey, there you go. So all the more reason that we had Jenna Friedman and her <laughs> American Cunt as our guest this week, and that was the last time I'll say the word cunt. Until tomorrow show, morning when you show. walk into something or whatever. I'm <laughs> or when sure. when my alarm goes off and I fall back asleep and hit snooze. <laughs> and I seriously feel like it's the only way you can get even with our upstairs neighbors whenever they're banging shit around. <laughs> like you'll just like yell it out like into quietest hours. Like it could be like the one <laughs> hour that's quiet and you'll be like, God. 
And, I do not. Oh, I you do don't, know, huh? Like you're giving me the vapors. Uh, I do yeah, know right. such thing. But anyway, check out Jenna's album, which comes out on Friday, January 20th, Inauguration Day, on iTunes. Yes, please do. Yes, and we'll, of course, have you know links to her website and whatnot. That's right. So thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you. Yes, Jenna. Thank you so much. And um, we look forward to catching you here in the city at some point in time for one of your uh, shows. Yeah, absolutely. Because we know she'll be around. She's got lots of stuff going on. All right. So shall we go into a roly-poly roly? I would like that. Would you? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> so I finally finished that stupid 5K app you that I've been did. bitching about. You went for, I mean, you bra- you were like, not a Harlem mailman, but you were like, like what a male person claims to be, like rain, sleet, snow. I mean, you were out there in all the elements. I though. was like Kevin Costner's postman. You saw that? I love that movie. Are you kidding me? Was he really a mailman in it? No. Who was it, like in the Wild West or something? What's it about? You really don't know anything about this movie whatsoever, do this you? It's like the one movie in the world I think I know nothing about. Because after I walked out of Dances with Wolves, I was like, I'm kind of done with Kevin Costner. See, I felt that way after Feel the Dreams. I was like, I don't care about baseball. I never baseball. saw all of it. Well, you know how baseball's boring. Exactly. Yeah. The movie follows suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much. It's pretty much. In, it, it, it captured the essence of baseball in film form is what that movie did. And I know people loved it. I couldn't stand it. I could if care you, less. If you build it, they will sleep. They did. They really did. Even those old shitty movie theater chairs. But Wait, anyway. before you get into this, I just have to say the only Kevin Costner movie that I, I truly love with my whole entire heart was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, not that one either. But okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. Because I feel like it's important, more important than weight loss and health, is your knowledge about the postman. <laughs> okay. So the postman is this apocalyptic post post apocalyptic time. I always have trouble saying that myself. Post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic. Yes. So it's this post apocalyptic time, <laughs> and the government's gone. Everything is right. Gone is no more. Anything. You know, there's, yeah, there's no more law, order. Yeah, pretty much. And he's these different fractions of, you know, people who, you know, I guess are ruling their own little towns. Okay. Okay. So, so basically it's the future of America. Pretty much because everybody just splinters off. So if you, as you roam across the country, like which is just laid to waste, like you might come across like this group of people and you don't know if they're going to be hostile or not. Kevin Costner is like this nomad who just kind of like roams throughout the country. What kind of hair does he have in this movie? Is it a mullet? It's, it's, uh, is it short? Well, it's hard to say because every time he has long hair, it kind of looks like a mullet. No, yeah. it was like a okay. longish hair. Okay, come on. So he's like this guy and he's always getting it. He's alone. He's not with like any, you know, any one group or anything it's like that. It's not called the postman. It's called the postman. But wait, let's see what happens oh. now. So. I don't want to, like, I'm not spoiling it because if you didn't see it now, you're never going to see it because, I mean, it's been out for, like, forever. What do you mean, uh? Because Tyler just came in and tickled my hand and I didn't know she was behind me and it could have been Tyler or it could have been a ghost. I hope it was a ghost. I hope it was a ghost, too. So, (laughs) the situation is, Kevin Costner, 
finds an old mail truck and inside of it was a dead postman. And he decides to take his clothes because it's the middle of the winter and he dresses up like the postman. He's eventually found by, you know, a scouting troop or whatever like that's gone out i'm seriously getting bored like no 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 and it's a three-hour movie but it's awesome but is the story three hours this story will not be three hours (laughs) because i got things to do so anyway so they pick him up they bring him to you know they bring him to this camp or whatever and he says he's a, a real postman and they're building the government back up again because he doesn't want them to kill him. So he makes all these people believe it. That and, he's a Cliff Clavin, but he's not. And then he was like, you know, he goes, um, he found, when he found the mailman, he found his postal bag, which he carried with him. So it was right outside the town where he got. So when he went to this town, he was like, I got mail, but it's taking a long time to get it. So he started bringing it to people and people started believing in him. Like, oh my God, like, my relatives might be alive somewhere else because I got mail from them and I wasn't expecting this. Like, this so he is crazy. sold false hope is what he did. He sold false hope. And then people started volunteering to become mailmen like him. Oh my God, this movie sounds fucking horrible. And he started like sending people out to like deliver mail to like different units and stuff like that. And he basically started rebuilding the government okay, again. Okay, you have 30 more seconds because I'm done. And that's it. He started basically rebuilding the government again in this post-apocalyptic world. How did it end? Um, Like there was this one guy who was against him who was running this town who was like, I don't want anything who to do with it? the government. I forget his, I forget who it was. But the guy didn't want anything to do with the government. And him and Kevin Costner like got into like, I guess, hand-to-hand combat type thing where they killed he had to kill each other to find out and kevin costner won and then at the end they like really started putting the building blocks in to get like a government and rebuilding the country again okay you say okay but i feel like if you watched it it's another movie where it's like man that could happen (laughs) (laughs) tom petty's in the movie tom petty is in the movie yes he is i do love tom petty Uh uh-huh oh my god it was a major critical and commercial failure and it grossed seventeen million dollars worldwide. I thought you were gonna say seventeen dollars. I go, well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. One of it. It was worry you and one it. half of another person. But back then, movie tickets were only four dollars each. So, I mean, it could have been seventeen dollars by the time it was all it's said and done. It's hundred and seventy-seven minutes long, and it was made for eighty million dollars, but it made seventeen. Oh my god! And it takes place in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I cannot care anymore about it's, this. It was better than Waterworld, and Waterworld was oh okay. Oh, my God, Waterworld was... Oh. You didn't like Waterworld? No, it was so long. My question to you is, though, is what does Waterworld have to do with fat people? I don't know, because you're the one that had to tell this whole tale about the Postman. So. Because you didn't know about it. How do you not know about the Postman? I feel like everybody's like knows about the Postman. It's been around for 100 years. All right, it's been around for like 20, 20 years. 20, exactly. Still. It turns 20 this year. It turns 20 this year. Oh, my God. It was directed, produced, and starred Kevin Costner. Well, no wonder why it was such a gem. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, he's okay, anyway, we threat. can't care anymore, but All right. like, now I almost need to see it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hate it so bad. You're not going to hate it. You'll watch it. You'll be like, all right, that was better than I thought. Because I don't know anybody who's seen it and been like, oh, that's the worst movie. Even though it gets horrible reviews. Like written oh and on TV, but never have I heard anybody say, oh, that movie was awful. Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Listen, if your name is Ebert, you don't get the right to comment. The end. Like, did you just just say it by itself? Ebert. I feel like... Ebert said that it was good-hearted, yet goofy and pretentious. I feel like if you put out a comedy album, it would be called American Ebert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Maybe I should put one out called Roly Poly Rorty because, like, we are way in a wormhole and I think we're we having really, really the are. sand of the wild west that I thought it was set in like set it's in. not it's the wild west us. like it's just like falling on us I think that's uh, Sugarfoot Sugarfoot <laughs> Sugarfoot because he was in that other one Dances with Wolves might as well have been called Sugarfoot because <laughs> seriously like who cares at this point in time it would have been a lot funnier if it was called Sugarfoot and they would have just had that guy come out what's his name Dick Dick Van Patten just come out and just start singing the song like at intermission because I feel like they had to change the roles during that movie too because it was so long. Oh my God, stop. I, I need to stop. We need to stop. All right. So anyway. Isn't it weird though that there's a Dick Van Patten and a Dick Van Dyke? It's so weird that two people have the name Dick in this world. But I feel Dick like. Dick Van. Th- like it's Dick Van. All right. <laughs> I've literally said pretty much all my favorite curse words on this show, so I'm done talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back to this app. Anyway, basically, the app that got me through to do the 5K and that I promoted so much in the beginning when I first got this thing. You loved it. You would not shut it. You made me download it, and I'm not even ready to run yet. Piece of shit. I'm done with it. Like, seriously. But you got the free version. See, I paid $5 for the version that I got. And I don't mind paying for it because, I mean, especially in the beginning, after I did the second workout, I'm like, I'm buying this. It's totally worth it. It makes sense. I got it. And it, like I said, it worked for like four or five workouts. And then the sound stopped working on did it. Did you so, leave a review? Um, I have not left a review yet, but I did, you know, of course, leave it in the comments of the show. I did at the company. I did like, you know, like they know. Like, I even posted on Facebook the other day when I completed the challenge, and it's like, okay, you have officially can run a 5K. Yeah. And it, and as soon as you finish it, they give you, like, a little badge, and then they give you a printed certificate they send you with your name on it. They're like, oh, and you've just completed the 5K, and it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't need all of this bells and whistles bullshit. Like, I'm not right. going to print out a certificate, even though I might still and put it on the refrigerator. Yeah. But seriously, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I've reached out to you guys how many times and not so once many. did you do anything about this. And when I put like the, the comments like, I wish I could have used the sound on it, they retweeted it, but still never got back to never me as to what was wrong with it. It's like, going, that's just bad customer service. Doing? And that's uncalled for in today's society when you could just be like, even if you intend on not doing anything with it, you could just say, DM us. We're really sorry to hear that. Yeah. No, that was not even an option. So, um, now that the challenge is over, I'm like going, okay, the goal is to get to 35 minutes. So now I just turn on like a timer on my iWatch and I'm like going, tell me when 35 minutes is up. And I go out and I go for a run and then I'm done N- doing three and a half miles now is not even an issue because I think when I was supposedly running like a 30 minute, you know, I was like a 30 minute mark. Yeah. They were like, oh, you should be like, you know like a little over two miles at this point in time. I was already running three and a half at that point. Well, Tom, the overachiever who is two months past or two months 
you know, where he should be. But I think we already talked about that last week. Yeah, we did talk about that last week. But all I'm saying is that, like, you know, in the beginning, it seems like the app is a good idea. But, I mean, you could have just done that research and just set your timers on your phone or on your watch or whatever and just been able to do it yourself. And maybe I'll do a show dedicated to what, you know, the time frame should be for each of those things so that, you know, if you want to actually do the workout without actually having to buy the app, you won't have to go all the way through it. Hit them where it hurts, Tom. And that's it. And it won't be like I'm giving away their secrets. I'm just talking about the app and what it's supposed to do as opposed to what it actually does do, which is not much. (laughs) Not much. Well, there you go. So let's talk a little bit about clothes again because you are wearing some new duds. Yeah, I, mean, I had to. I had no choice. You still haven't bought new jeans. I haven't bought new jeans. And I the reason why I haven't bought new jeans because jeans are like a, a, an expensive investment. And I have a bunch of new jeans that I wasn't able to fit into. Mm-hmm. That are now like almost ridiculously big on you. Yeah, wrapped in plastic. They're less droopy drawers than like your old jeans, but they're still like they're going to be there soon. They're at least two sizes too big. I would say at least two sizes too big. Droopy drawers. But they were at least two a size or two too small when I got them because it was a mix up and I was like, Oh, I'm not gonna return these. I know I'm getting the operation soon. I'll just keep them yeah. and get them on. And you, you every week you were like, Did you try on those jeans? And every week I'd be like, Nope, not trying on those jeans yet. And then this week finally I like broke them out of the plastic bags, put them on, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, these don't fit at all. Like I, I, like, I have a belt that goes one and a half times around now. It's the only way that I keep my pants on. So, but I went out Your and I got shirts so hard. that fit, and it's weird because now that I'm wearing clothes that are actually fitting, like, more people are coming up to me at work, and they're, like, going, holy shit, like, dude, you lost a lot of weight. You? Yeah, and they're, like, oh, and you lost so much weight. And I'm, like, going, it's... Not that I just lost it. I've been losing it, but I'm just wearing clothes that don't make me exactly. look like a homeless person anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean, you know, that's it. So new clothes came in. I'm trying a little bit of plaid, a little splash flannel, of plaid, flannel. Splash yeah. I'm bringing back. You, you just need some Doc Martin Airwicks and tight roll your Chain jeans. wallet. Chain wallet, definitely. No, I, wouldn't, I will never allow a chain wallet in this house. Um, I would say up until college graduation, I never had anything but a chain wallet. Well, we're well past that. I would beat you with the chain wallet if I had to. That's part of the reason why I don't <laughs> want you to have a chain wallet because I would somehow find myself entwined in it, I'm sure. Well, that's a risk one has to take. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, that's it. I mean, today I looked, uh, you know, did this, did a weigh-in thing today and, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, the high weight was 302 which is what was you know i had going into the operation and today it was what was it three uh, i'm sorry three 348 no today it was it was uh 223 today down from 302 now i'm not good at math but it's a lot that's more than like 70 pounds man. yeah it's it's that's awesome it's one pound shy of 80 that's incredible like in just a span of three, almost four months yeah no it's been Three months and two weeks, I think, or something well, like that. That's yeah. almost four months, Tom. Well, in two weeks, it'll be four months. In two weeks from now, I'll be definitely under 80 pounds for oh sure. Oh, my God. Okay. But that's just the way that that works out. So, whatever. That's amazing. Congratulations. You look amazing. And 
you should check our website next week for Tom's first roly-poly <laughs> Rorty that he's going to be writing so that we can unveil this hot new bod of his. I do got to write a roly-poly Rorty because it's been a long time since I wrote one. And I was going to do one this week, but the weeks just go by the so fast. There's no way. So but here's the good news, though. We have a day off this week because of Martin Luther King's birthday, which you guys are probably all listening to the show right now on Martin Luther King's birthday because what better way to celebrate than listening to the High Regard show. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the world would be brought together with laughter <laughs> and unity amongst the races by this show by alone. this very show. Yeah, well, we're just doing our part. It works with Bill and Ted. Why wouldn't it work for us? <laughs> <laughs> so, Excellent. So that's this week's Roly Poly Rorty, I guess. All righty. All right. So, I mean... There we have it. Another have show it. in the books. In the books. Is there anything you have to say, Nikki? Anything you want to get out there? Just, um, you know, make sure to check out Jenna Friedman's album, American Cunt. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> one last you went, time, one you last time. You went one over. You got a bonus one in. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, you know, again, you could find it on iTunes, and we'll have all the links in our show description. Of course we will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> of course we will, because you're going to write it. I know. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys can always write to us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And, of course, the website that we've been talking about. I mean, if you guys haven't heard, we got this website where you can find all the links to the show and topics that we've talked about at highregardshow.com. Check it out. Check, check, check it out. And you could also play with us on social media which we are as high regard show on, which sounded very awkward and weird. Yeah, it's very, you very, got, you got walk and sentence structure. I did. So <laughs> but just be sure to follow us on social media. All right, everybody. Uh, have a good week. Enjoy your holiday. Yes. And despite how rough, you know, things, things might be. Wait, why don't you say that whole sentence over? And despite how rough this week may be, just be excellent to each other from here on out because we are all in this shit show together. Ain't that the truth. Good night, everybody. Good night. Turn your phone off. <laughs> I didn't know. Nobody ever calls me. Well, apparently somebody really needs to get in touch with you today. It's Kim. Good Lord, get it. <laughs>